1: There were times where, you know, I was truly asking, you know, God, what are you doing? And he kept putting this verse on my heart, it was Philippians 4, 6, Don't worry about anything, but in all your needs, ask God. And that verse kept coming up, and finally I just said, God, you've got to be kidding. (laughs) Don't worry. I go, I want a different verse. I don't like this one. (laughs)
0: The The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, Dave Hampson's wife had just reached the five-year mark of being cancer-free when they found their daughter on the floor of her room and unable to move. Dave had thought that his family was finally done with major health challenges when suddenly they were facing another one. Today, David will share what happened and how his faith was severely tested. Dave is chatting with Eric Scatterbo and his wife Jean, who are good friends with Dave, Who's joining us from Eric's hometown of Milwaukee, Wisconsin? Incidentally, Eric says Dave is one of the best storytellers he knows, and a little bit later on in today's program, we'll hear an inspiring story about the faith of Dave's grandmother. But first, Dave tells us about discovering his daughter.
1: We just passed the five-year mark, which is kind of the you know that's kind of the benchmark. If you get five, you know, you go past five years and you're, you're considered cancer-free. It's not a guarantee, but the doctors feel that, yes, you, you have been cured. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, we had just reached that mark.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, in fact, we were, um, in March of this year, we were celebrating my wife's 40th birthday. And we yeah. had friends over, and it was a great night. And a little, you know, it kind of coincided with five years of cancer-free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was, it was a real night of celebration. And uh, we, we had our friends over. We great night. We said goodbye to everyone, put our kids to bed, mm-hmm. and everyone was fine. And about two hours later, our daughter, eleven-year-old daughter Emily, calls from the bedroom floor and uh, from her room, and she's on her floor, and she says she can't move her legs. Oh, dear. She has no feeling from her chest down. Mm. And you know, this was this is a perfectly mm. healthy little girl. Yes. She was never sick. Uh, hours before, she was carrying her little sisters around, running. Mm. You know, there was no indication. Well, we we rushed her to one hospital. And they said, no, this is, this is beyond what we can do. And so we took her by ambulance to another.
2: Mm. And
1: for the next 48 hours, she was subjected to one test after another, mm. trying to determine what was going on with her.
2: Yes. Mm. yes. And
1: uh, it, was, it turns out it was something called uh, idiopathic transverse myelitis, which is when your, uh, your antibodies actually attack your spinal cord and it becomes oh. inflamed. Dear. And it shuts down all the nerves and the signals. And it affects about one in one and a half million people.
2: Wow.
1: So it's, it's very unusual. Mm. And uh, I can remember, you know, we did one of the first tests was an MRI where they, we, they put us in this room and they, it was a full body MRI. They slid her into this tube and I couldn't get close to her. She couldn't hear me.
2: Mm.
1: And so, you know, I just got in the corner fell on me, and just prayed and prayed and yes. prayed. Mm. And, you know, my first thought was, God, we had cancer let someone else get it. You know, let's do yeah, awesome. yeah, Yes. It's, yes. It's someone it's else's turn. Yes, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, we don't get two. Everyone else gets one first, then we get another one. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah
1: but, yeah. Um, and then, so, you know, it's just, it was, I don't think I've ever prayed that hard in my life. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's one thing when it's, it's your spouse that's an adult.
2: Mm, yes.
1: And, it's a completely another when it's your child. Mm. And, you know, you, you feel see them as being so vulnerable. Yeah. And, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, they're just fragile. And yet, it turned out it was just the opposite as I watched my daughter go through this period of time. How was Darcy through this? Um, she was as rock solid as could be. Okay. I mean, really was amazing. And mm-hmm. it's one of these things where you don't have time to really think about what's going on. You know, your, your first you know, your first priority is to your child mm-hmm. and make sure they're okay. Yeah, right, yeah. And then you, you choose your moments to break down. Yeah, mm. yeah. And, you know, there, there were times where, you know, I was truly asking, you know, God, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. And
1: as I prayed, you know, I said, God, you know, this would be a really good time to hear from you. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> first, you know, I'm listening, and I'd, I'd really like to hear your word right yeah, about now. It could yeah. be a whisper, a, you know. What What do you have for me? Mm. Mm. And he kept putting this verse on my heart. It was Philippians 4, 6. Don't worry about anything, yeah. but in all your needs, ask God.
2: Yes. Mm. yes. And I
1: kept praying. and said, God, give me a verse. And that verse kept coming up. And finally, I just said, God, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> don't worry. Yes. I, said, I go, Yeah. I want a different verse. I don't like this one. <laughs> <laughs> I want one on yeah. healing. I want one on, you know, mm. I'm going to rescue you. I want to lift you up. Mm. I want right. something with the word walk or run in it. <laughs> mm. And... You know, over the next, you know, probably over the next month, mm-hmm. I was amazed. And I, I learned so much about that verse that yeah. it was God saying, you know, don't worry. He doesn't say, I'll give you what you want. Mm-hmm. He says, I'll give you what you need. Yes. And what I yes. wanted, I wanted my daughter to get up and walk. I wanted them to say, it's just a pinched nerve. Mm-hmm. I wanted to rewind the whole day. I wanted the whole thing to go away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's not what it says. But what I needed... God was taken care of, and He He provided for my needs even before I recognized them as needs. Amen, amen. We had, you know, we had people with with our families not being here. All of a sudden, people came out of the woodwork to watch our kids. Mm. And at my workplace, my co-worker said, "Don't worry, we've got your job covered." Mm. And we had friends, you know, bringing meals and watching out for us. And it was really amazing. We had incredible doctors, but the most important thing I think I needed was. My daughter to have a sense of peace. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, it. She's an 11 year old girl, and you kind of see her. She's a typical 11 year old girl. She's not a spiritual giant. And yet, through this whole time, it was as though you know she was the strongest of all of us. Mm-hmm. She never lost it. She never broke down, even when we told her you may be in a wheelchair for the rest of your life. Yeah. She was. She had a sense of peace about her that 11 year olds don't have. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And yeah. it
1: truly was God stepping in Amen. and just saying, I've got it under control, and she's fine. I'm taking care of what she needs. Yes, yeah. And in fact, we had one, and with people praying, the day after this, this happened on a Monday, mm-hmm. and on Tuesday, my son called me from mm-hmm. home, and he said, uh, Dad, there's, there's a message on the answering machine that uh, you need to hear. I said, mm-hmm. well, Matt, I'm, I'm a little busy right now, so <laughs> <you know? laughs> we'll, we'll get to those. No, no, you need to hear this. So I, I said, okay, I hung up, and I, I called and got the message, and it was a, from a friend of mine that I knew in New Hampshire. It's, uh, I don't know, it's, you know about 1,000 miles away or so from yeah. here, and we haven't talked for eight or nine years. Just you, We lost track of each other. It's one of these things, you exchange Christmas cards, and that's about it. That's it, uh-huh. yeah. And the message on the machine said, Dave, during my quiet time, God put your family on my heart, mm. and I want you to know I'm praying for you, but I'm specifically praying for Emily. Give me a call if anything's wrong.
2: Wow! wow. And Thank was, you, you, Jesus. Know, there was,
1: even my family didn't know anything had happened yet. Oh. Yet God moved That's, and called him to pray yes. for our family.
2: Oh! Wow! That is so, so like
1: God. It was just so. And that was you know at that point saying, "Okay, God, mm. I got it. You know, you, yes. you you've got us covered. You know, yes. you're mm. you're getting us from all places that we don't even expect."
2: Amen. Amen.
1: And we can you know there's <clears throat> there's times where someone is going through a struggle. And you think, there's nothing I can do for them. But mm-hmm. just saying, you know, I am praying for you. We can never underestimate mm-hmm. how powerful or comforting that really is.
3: Now, I know it's been a while since that happened. What is happening now to this point? Well,
1: she's, um, she's made a very good recovery. It, okay. With this particular illness, um, about one-third of the people never walk again. Oh. One-third will walk with a walker or some physical assistant yeah. and one third have a recovery and that recovery ranges from using a cane to walk in normally. Yes. Now she has made an incredible progress. She spent several weeks in the hospital or about mm-hmm. a month and then came home. She was in a wheelchair for a couple of weeks and then yeah. she was in a walker and then she moved to the crutches with the arm supports, mm-hmm. and then it was the two canes in one and now she can walk without a cane.
2: Oh, oh excellent. Praise and
1: the Lord. she is, uh, she can, uh, she, her walk is a little goofy, yeah, and she's kind of has to get used to people staring a little bit. Mm. But she is continually getting better, and you know we're we're hoping that she has a full recovery. Yes, but even if she doesn't, you know she's she's done so outstanding. She's a walking miracle. Yes, she really is.
3: Mm. Wow, fantastic! And
1: during just uh, during the whole time, you know there was there was some part of it that was there was some indignity to it that. You know, when, when you're paralyzed from the chest down, mm. the muscles that control your bowels and bladder are affected.
2: Mm.
1: And the fact that an 11-year-old had to wear a diaper, mm. how she took it, even with a sense of humor. <laughs> and, you know, she's at the age where she's, you know, becoming a little more self-conscious of yes. who she is. Yes, And, you know, kind of every so often you hear a boy's name being mentioned between her and her friends, and mm. yet she understood and kept it in perspective. Mm. And it truly was amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. The Lord.
3: Unfortunately, yes. we're running out of time, but are there any final comments that you want to share with us today?
1: Boy, I just, you know, there's a lot of people that think, boy, I hope that never happens to me. But the fact is, you know, stuff like this does happen mm-hmm. yes. in our lives. Yes. We do have tragedy, we do have illnesses. And rather than, you know, asking yourself or hoping that that doesn't happen to you, I think the question you need to ask is, what do I have to fall back on when that does mm. happen to me? Mm-hmm. Good how question. strong is my faith? You know, or what am I going to do when someone else goes through this? Mm-hmm. Am I willing to step up? Am I willing to pray with them? You know, where is my faith? Is it real enough that it's going to help me deal with these situations? Powerful. Mm-hmm. Yes.
3: That's when you yeah. find out how real your faith is. Exactly.
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh, it definitely is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, you know it's, it's game time. Yeah. You know? That's right. Is this just something you do as a hobby on Sunday morning, or is this something you live by? Is it real? Mm -hmm. And the time to ask, is it real, is not when you're faced with a tragedy. Mm. And that's a little late to learn at that point.
3: (laughs) Mm. I guess the moral of the story is turn to the Lord today. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you're prepared for the tragedy.
1: Because you have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. Your little girl can go from perfectly healthy to paralyzed in two hours Wow. with no indication... Who knows what the next day is going to bring? Exactly. And how ready are you? What do you have to be prepared for that next day?
0: You're listening to The Story. Today, Eric and Jean Scatterbow are chatting with their good friend from Eric's hometown, Dave Hampson. As we just heard, Dave's daughter Emily suffered from a severe illness that initially left her unable to walk. One thing that really helped her deal with her emotions as a 12-year-old was when a loving Christian art therapist began to work with her. Well, this interview was recorded several years ago, and Dave says that Emily went on to major in art therapy at university because she never forgot the positive impact that had on her life. Also, Dave shared that Emily's health is great, and there has only been a slight impact on the way she walks. She's a strong Christian young lady who now assists with women's ministries at her local Salvation Army. Incidentally, Dave's wife Darcy continues to be cancer-free and also works at Salvation Army. So at the end of the day, all of the health challenges they've faced have gone a long way towards bringing the entire family closer to God. Next, we're going to change gears and go from focusing on health to looking at Dave's efforts to succeed in high school wrestling, which, frankly, didn't start off too well. We'll find out what happened when we return. The Story If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. Today, Eric and his wife, Jean Scatterbo are chatting with their good friend, Dave Hampson, who's from Eric's hometown of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Before the break, Dave shared about some major health challenges his family has gone through. Now, he's going to change focus and tell us about some of the challenges he faced in high school when he was asked to be on the school's wrestling team.
1: I was by far one of the smallest kids in our school. Uh, as a freshman in, in the ninth grade, I weighed 82 pounds. And <laughs> oh, wow. You know, it, it's not easy being the smallest kid. You kind of tend to get pushed around a little bit. Mm. And uh, shoved around. Well, walking down the hallway one day, this, this monster of a man comes up and puts his hand on my shoulder. Mm. And I turn around looking look at this guy. He's like 6'6", 240 pounds. <laughs> and really a unique looking guy. Big handlebar mustache. <laughs> and, you know, he said, he goes, have you ever wrestled? <laughs> I said, no, sir. <laughs> and he saw me as being his lightweight for the next four years. Wow! And he said, "I want you to join the team." I said, "Okay." I was, just, I, think I, was, I was just afraid to tell this guy no. And you know, I I showed up, and I was perhaps in the history of the school the worst wrestler that ever stepped onto that <laughs> mat. And fortunately, you know, for the first half of the season, I was junior varsity. Well, along the way, the the kid that was wrestling varsity ahead of me, mm. got kicked out of the school. Mm. And uh, so all of a sudden, I was the varsity guy. And my <laughs> opponent, What does that mean? Uh, the, varsity, that's, um, the schools have junior varsity and varsity. Varsity is the top-level sport. Oh, okay. Junior varsity are the guys underneath them. Uh, the varsity guys get all the recognition and the awards and the junior varsity just kind of go along for the ride.
3: Okay, it's so a, this puts you up into the top rank.
1: Right. This was, you know, this was the group that represented the school when we competed against other schools. Okay. And my opponents loved me because they got to run up the score and pad their records and improve their statistics. And I think I wrestled 10 times and got pinned every single one of those times. And in fact, one time I was getting beaten so bad, I was on my back looking up at the ceiling and there was a sign that said, if you can read this, you're losing. (laughs) And I just thought this is humiliating. And the, the first time my mom came and watched me, she goes running out of the gym and threw up in a garbage can in the hallway oh, because her no. son was getting pummeled so badly. Oh dear! Oh, man. Hey and
2: Dave,
1: the, the coach just would look at me like, "What? I don't even know what to tell you." You're so bad. <laughs> no. And
3: oh, Jean has a question for you here.
1: Yeah. Say okay. You you said you
3: opened ten times, right? Yes. Did did it enter your mind about the fifth time to just kind of back out of this, or you yeah, I, I'm you l- looking into baseball, maybe?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that chess club's looking really good these days. <laughs> you know what? There was, there, oh, I wouldn't, but there was something, even being 0-10, I was still on the varsity team. Okay. And mm-hmm. as a freshman, it was very uncommon to be on the at the varsity level. Oh yeah. And there was mm-hmm. a sense of pride. Yes. And there was something—the fact that I was on a team, and that this team was—it was, it was a Christian high school, so there was there was something special about this group of kids. Hmm. And uh, I, I liked the part about belonging. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't like okay. the part of losing, but I, I like the fact that you belong to a team.
2: Yeah, makes sense. And
1: with with the sport of wrestling, it was a very cohesive group. And during this time, you know, people were, you know, you started hearing, you knew you're bad when you started hearing, well, it's not whether you win or lose, but how much you enjoy it. <laughs> and, you, know, you know, are you having fun? That's what's important. And, you know, that's. You know you're not one of the stellar performers. Well, in in a lot of, you know, the American sports, they have something called an athletic letter. Mm -hmm. And if you perform at the varsity level, at a certain level, not Mm -hmm. just on the varsity, but if you win enough matches, if you play a certain amount of time in basketball, if you, you know, score so many runs, you can earn an athletic letter that that says that, you know, you're acknowledged as one of the top on your team. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you get this a letter, you get a Letterman's jacket. It's a uh, typically a, a waist-length uh, winter jacket that you can put your letter on, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a sense of pride. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's recognized by others that yes, that's you know that's something that you achieve something. Well, I made the mistake of telling friends at the end of the year I'd like to get my letter, and they were saying, "Dude, just yeah, once try to survive or score <laughs> a point or you know not get pinned." Well. You know, everyone had kind of the same advice except for my grandmother, who at the time was in a nursing home. Okay. She was 84 years old. Yes. And she was not, you know, her her mind was starting to go, but she was the one that would constantly tell me, and she was a a woman of God, an incredible Christian, that she would, you know, give me encouragement. Mm -hmm, mm You know, She would tell me you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. It's, you know you have to prepare, you have to work out, you have to get better. You, you don't just naturally step into something. Yes, good and advice. Be tied in the importance of prayer and committing yourself to God mm. and giving Him the glory in all that you do. Yes. And, he, you know, I at the time I attributed it to partly was, thank you, Grandma, you have to tell your grandchild this, and also I know your mind <laughs> is slipping so you have no idea how bad I am. <laughs> but at the same time, there was a confidence... Or a sense of truth that she was giving me that I could not ignore. Yes. That she was speaking with conviction Mm. and with a passion, and there was an underlying strength, even in a feeble voice, that came through. Mm. Well, she held me accountable. Every day I worked out. I ran. I went to camps. I, you know, entered tournaments, and I continually, every day, worked out. Well, the next year came, and I can remember the first match the coach said, or I I should preface this, that. The uh, day before the season began,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, we got a call early in the morning, and my grandmother had passed away during oh. the night. And it was just the day before the season, and oh. I was crushed, thinking, you know, I've, I've got one person that believes in me. There's, yes. there's one person on this planet that actually thinks that I can do something, yes. and now that person is gone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, you, you, I moved on. We, I went into the, uh, the season began, and at the first tournament, The coach pulled me aside and says, "Okay, I've got a goal for you today: score a point." (laughs) He did not even have enough confidence in me to win just to score Score a point. point. Well, well, the the training and the conditioning had paid off. That I won those next four matches. I won the tournament, and I won the next three matches after that in the next tournament. So I very quickly, all of a sudden, I found myself twelve and zero. Wow! And. I was wow. amazed that, you know, I just thought, I couldn't believe this was happening. Mm. And I remember at, at that point, the, um, the athletic director for the school yeah. said, I said, Dave, you know, I just, I want to tell you, you know, we, you know, it was already voted and you've got enough points, you are, you have earned your athletic letter. So wow. you'll be getting that at the end of the season. Mm. And I, uh, I told my parents, you know, and they were excited. I said, you know, I just wish, my, you know, grandma could have been here. I yeah. wish she would have known. Yeah. That you know that she was right, and my parents smiled, and they handed me an envelope.
2: Yeah,
1: and on the outside had my name on it. And it was in my grandmother's writing. Mm. And inside the letter said, "David, I knew you could you would do this.
2: Oh. In here
1: is my last hundred dollars <gasps> that I have that I have put aside for you to buy your jacket. Oh, congratulations! You know, in Philippians four thirteen, you can do all things through Christ who gives oh. you strength. Love, Grandma." Oh, how beautiful. So she knew. Takes, you know, two years or two months after the fact is they had be handed this letter. Wow. That she had enough confidence in me. Yes. And in what she was telling me. Yes. That it changed my life. Mm. And if, you know, someone's out there thinking, you know, you're, you're an 84-year-old lady who cannot have an impact on a child's life, you are so wrong.
2: Yes, yes. I mean, this
1: is 30 years later, it's yeah. still affecting the way I live and approach yeah, things
2: yeah oh
1: and it's all because of just a, a you know of the, the spiritual strength of yes. an 80 some yeah. year old lady who understood the power of the gospel and God's word and what he can do in someone's life
3: yes and she was in her her right mind even everybody thought you know that she was getting to that point but the Lord was still using her Exactly. Uh, to encourage you the moment that you needed it the most. Exactly. I love that. Isn't that a great story? I love that. Th- this is my first time hearing the story, and, and it's a blessing.
1: It, to- it really is. Yes. The fact that, you know, what w- encouraging words, yes. the impact that they can have. Yeah, yeah. Even when, you know, they, you don't think they're having an impact, what what they can do to someone's life.
2: Wow. Well
3: I think the big thing is just knowing somebody is in your corner mm. and is pulling for you. Yeah. yeah that there's somebody who believes in you and wants the best for you. Mm. And I think going back to the last program when you know you shared about uh, your wife's cancer and your daughter's struggle Paradises. with being paralyzed, you know you knew one of the things that comforted you was that God was in your corner mm. and in you, your daughter's corner in your wife's corner that he was pulling for you and that he was there for you.
1: You're exactly right. And you know, the same words that I found myself speaking to my daughter, my grandmother, had spoken to me 30 years Mm. before. Wow.
2: Yes.
1: Saying that, you know, giving her the same verses.
2: Yeah.
1: And the same encouragement. And because of going through that experience, I was able to now talk to her with Mm. a measure of confidence, Mm. saying, yes, this is real. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, this this Bible, this God, He is He is real. He has an impact in our lives. He makes a difference. Yes, this yes. isn't just story time. That's right, and it does affect how you live. Mm,
2: that's right, Amen. And
1: yeah. you know, even if, if you're on the other side of it, if you're not the one going through this, but you see someone else who is,
2: mm,
1: the role right. that you can play. Yes, you know, to minister to them, to what your encourage, your words and your actions and your deeds mm. will do for them.
2: Yeah.
0: That was Eric and his wife, Jean Scatterbo chatting with their good friend, Dave Hampson who joined us from Eric's hometown of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And what an inspiring story that was. From all outward appearances, there was no reason that anyone would think that little Dave would ever win a match in wrestling, let alone earn a varsity letter for his jacket. But, as we heard, his grandmother knew. And before she passed away, she purchased that high school jacket for her grandson in faith that he would one day earn a letter to put on it. It's amazing. And you know what? That's the same way that God looks at us. From all outward appearances, we might not look like we're going to succeed. We might feel like we're not worthy of any awards. But God's in our corner pulling for us saying, you can do it. I believe in you. And he wants to shower us with blessing after blessing. If you're growing weary or faint and feel like you ain't going to make it, God is on your side and will give you strength. As it says in the Bible, those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, they will run and not grow weary, they will walk and not grow faint. Well, how about you? Have you put your trust in the Lord? Are you growing weary and need strength? We'd love to pray for you about this. Our prayer line is 1 800 Pray For Me. That's 1 800 772. 936. We'd love to pray for you on that number, 1-800-772-936. Well, thanks for joining us for Dave Hampson, sharing several stories. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. I was advised by my doctor to take antidepressants tablet, and but that didn't help at anyway. I was in a very desperate, very difficult time. And at one point, uh, my wife left me behind. Prem Sabedi is the recently retired Director of International Nepal Fellowship in Nepal. He'll share the story behind their ministry and how they work to help people in a variety of ways. Also, Prem will share how God came into his life after going through a very dark period himself. All that and more is coming up next time. The story, story. just another way vision is connecting faith to life.